Well, good morning, church. Y'all are awake too. Nine o'clock was awake. It's so good to see you guys today. Um, Y'all, this is the second time in October that I have gotten to preach in the sanctuary. So I guess consider yourself lucky, right? I'm just kidding, (laughs) but it is great to be back with you this morning. For those of you I have not had the pleasure of meeting quite yet, I'm Emma Murphy, the Congregational Care Pastor here at Mount Horeb, and today our message is a little bit shorter uh, because we are doing one of my favorite things that we get to do here at Mount Horeb a couple times a year, and that is ending our service with a special time of prayer and healing. So we're just going to jump right in. Are y'all good with that? All right, let's do it. So today we kick off our brand new series called Simple Prayers. And you have heard us say this time and time again at Mount Horeb, but we are a prayer-driven church, which means that we believe that prayer is transformational. We believe that prayer changes things. So over the next several weeks, you'll hear from all of our pastors talking about different prayers throughout the scriptures. And I've actually had um, the great opportunity this semester to teach a class on prayer. Some of you are in that class that are in this room today, and it has been really fun. And one thing that we've talked about a lot is that our prayers don't have to be these like super long prayers or articulated with super academic words, but sometimes it is is the simple and short prayers that have the most amazing results. So this morning, we are beginning this series with a simple prayer in the Gospel of Mark. Our text for today is Mark chapter 10, and we will look specifically at verses 46 through 52. So if you're able, will you stand for the reading of the Gospel? Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated and let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to open your word together this morning. Speak through me today and give us all ears to hear what you are saying to us. Amen. So recently, I have been able to tell that I'm getting older. Yep. No gray hair or anything like that quite yet, but my vision is terrible. I can see fine up close, but everything in the distance is a blur. I was at Zaxby's a couple months ago when I was trying to like read the menu on the wall. Couldn't see a thing. And it's even worse when I drive at night. Yeah, Truman does not let me drive at night. (laughs) So I finally caved 
and I booked an appointment with the eye doctor. And it was so cool because if you've ever been to the eye doctor, you know, they put those big, like, magnifying glasses on you to test what prescription your glasses should be. And within a span of, like, 30 seconds, the eye doctor gave me 20-20 vision. Crisp, clear, it was amazing. And you're probably noticing I'm not wearing my glasses today. So, you, yes, you are all a blur right now. I'm mostly doing this because I don't want the booth to do anything weird while I'm preaching. I don't want to see what they're doing up there. (laughs) But through this experience, y'all, I never realized how important my vision was until it started to wane. In our passage today, we are introduced to a man whose vision is a focal point of this narrative. Jesus was traveling not only with his disciples, but also a large crowd that's following him as they're leaving Jericho. And at this point in Mark's gospel, we are quickly approaching Jesus' death and resurrection. So we know that Jesus is headed to Jerusalem for Passover. And so as he travels with this group of people, as they head to Jerusalem, they pass by a blind man named Bartimaeus who's begging on the side of the road. And obviously, we just read the passage, so we know that Jesus restores Bartimaeus' sight and tells him, your faith has healed you. Friends, I believe that Bartimaeus' extraordinary faith in this passage teaches us some very important lessons about healing that I would like for us to grasp onto today. The first lesson we learn from Bartimaeus is that hope is the headwaters of healing. When we are introduced to Bartimaeus begging on the side of the road, I can imagine that as this group passes, he's overwhelmed with all the different voices of the crowd that surrounds him. And while he could have just easily sat there and and prayed to himself for Jesus to heal him, he cries out in the crowd, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd tries to silence and rebukes him. However, Bartimaeus doesn't let their disapproval stop him. He calls out again, Son of David, have mercy on me. You see, by referring to Jesus as Son of David, this blind beggar could see better than any disciple or or person in the crowd at that moment. Bartimaeus saw that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah, the one that would fulfill the Old Testament prophecies. Jesus was the ultimate healer and deliverer. Bartimaeus had hope that this man could heal him. And so after two prayer-filled cries, he gets Jesus' attention. And Jesus asks the crowd to call to this man. And when, when Bartimaeus hears this call, he springs up and he tosses his cloak aside to come to Jesus. This is one of my very favorite parts of the story. Not only does Bartimaeus have the faith to persistently cry out to Jesus while being rebuked by the crowd, but he has the faith to abandon his cloak. You see, in the ancient world, the cloak was extremely significant. And for Bartimaeus, this article of clothing was not just, you know, not just a cloak. It was a way of life. It served as a blanket that kept him warm as he was begging on the streets at night. But he also used it as a tool of his trade. You see, beggars would often spread their cloaks in their laps. And so as people would pass by, they might drop a coin or two in the cloak. 
This cloak was safety. This cloak was survival. This cloak was comfort. But this cloak was also an obstacle. Without even thinking, as he hears that Jesus is calling him, he springs up and he casts that cloak aside. He takes the risk and leaves behind the only thing he owns, his only possession, before he's even healed. This risky decision was sourced in the hope he had that Jesus was going to provide so much more than that cloak could give him. Hope is the headwaters of healing. When we are experiencing a difficult season in life and we know that we need healing of some sort, we often get so overwhelmed that it's easy to give up hope. While we may not have a a crowd rebuking us, we often listen to that critic that's inside of us that's telling us not to bother Jesus. The enemy that is whispering lies into our ear, telling us our problems are minuscule compared to others in the world, trying to convince us that our prayer doesn't really work anyway, so we should just stop. And not only that, but we, like Bartimaeus, all have a cloak that represents something in our lives that holds us back from coming to Christ. That cloak can hinder us. And because of its comfort, sometimes we fail to see how much of a hurdle it truly is. But Bartimaeus teaches us the importance of never giving up hope. We should be persistent in our prayers and call out even louder to God. We should pray hard without ceasing. We should shed our cloaks in order to spring up and fully surrender our entire lives to Jesus. The second lesson we learn from Bartimaeus is that honesty is the heart of healing. Once Bartimaeus gets Jesus' attention and jumps up to meet him face to face, Jesus asks him a question. What do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus' prayerful response is plain and honest. Rabbi, I want to see. This man that has been begging on the side of the road for probably years could have asked for a house or money or food, but he knows exactly what he wants. Rabbi, I want to see. He asked for what we would think would be impossible but he immediately receives his sight. Since I've been in this role um, of congregational care pastor at Mount Horeb, I have learned so much from the other pastors we have here on staff, especially about prayer. Pastor Jeff always encourages us to pray boldly, to ask Jesus for exactly what we need. And Pastor Faye has instilled in me that, that when we are praying for someone before surgery, or praying for someone's loved one, or or maybe after someone has received a diagnosis, to ask them specifically what we can pray for. What specific needs do they have? What specific results do they want? And I truly feel like that has made all the difference in the world. Sure, we ask for God's will to be done, but he invites our honest prayers. I read a quote this week from Pope Francis in regard to this miracle in Mark 10, and this is what he said. 
Bartimaeus does not use many words. He says what is essential and entrusts himself to God's love, which can make his life flourish again by doing what is humanly impossible. He asks for everything from Jesus who can do everything. I find this to be so true of myself, so I'm sure that others in this room can identify as well. But sometimes it can be hard to ask honestly because we are afraid of facing our own situation. Or we're too scared that our request might just be too much for God. Or because we don't feel like we're worthy to receive anything. But friends, hear me say this today. God welcomes and hears our prayers and wants to pour out his grace. Bear your heart before the Lord. Admit that you can't heal yourself no matter what you do. Be vulnerable with God. Honesty is the heart of healing. And finally, the third thing we learn from Bartimaeus in this story is that healing offers future hope. Bartimaeus told Jesus that he wanted to see. And Jesus says to him, your faith has healed you and immediately restored his sight. And while that is the climax of the story, it's not the end of it. The last few words of this miracle are, he followed Jesus along the road. Yes, I, I think that means he literally followed Jesus along the road. But I also think that it has a much deeper meaning. By following Jesus along the road, Mark's gospel is suggesting that Bartimaeus' eyes were now completely open to the way of Christ. Bartimaeus was so impacted by this healing that he was willing to give up everything in his old life to follow Jesus. Because this way of Christ offers hope of a better future. You see, when we choose to follow Jesus, our eyes are also opened to this transformative life in Christ. We know that because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, that he bore our pain, our sickness, our suffering, and by his wounds we are healed. And as Christians, we can look back on our lives and see the ways that Christ has healed us. Whether that's big or small, there's evidence that he's been working. But we also know that because of his resurrection, there is future hope in our ultimate healing. By surrendering our lives to Jesus, we experience healing now, but we are also given the promise of healing forever, the promise of eternal life. Church, I mentioned a little earlier that today we will end this service with a time of prayer and healing. And if you've been a part of one of these services before, you know how powerful they can be. I know that there are many of us in the room today, like Bartimaeus, that need healing today. Maybe you've just been diagnosed with something really scary and you aren't even sure of your prognosis quite yet. Maybe you're battling anxiety or depression today. Perhaps you're fighting an addiction that has completely consumed your life. Maybe you and your spouse are not doing well and you need reconciliation. Perhaps you are just so spiritually dry that you're questioning everything about your relationship with God. If that's you this morning, I want to encourage you to have hope today. Jesus is passing by. Cry out to him 
throw off your cloak of, of safety or comfort or whatever it may be that's an obstacle in your way and spring up to meet him. Bear your heart before him this morning. Tell him plainly and openly and trust that he hears your honest prayer. Or maybe today you don't know what to ask Jesus for. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I'm in a pretty good place with my health, my family, my relationship with God, and I don't think I need to come forward and pray. And that is totally okay. But I would encourage you to think back to the story of Bartimaeus. As Jesus passes by, he's followed by a crowd of people. And as Bartimaeus, this man that needs and desires healing, cries out, the crowd first tries to silence and rebukes him. They tell him not to be a bother. But then as Jesus stops, he tells the crowd to call Bartimaeus to him, and they do. They say, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. So perhaps you're a part of the crowd this morning, and you play an important role too. There may be people in the pews next to you that need and desire healing today. Don't hinder them. Help them. Encourage them. Pray with them. Support them. Don't let this moment pass, church. Jesus is asking, what do you want me to do for you? How will you respond? Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for all the gifts that you have given us. We thank you that you hear and you listen to our prayers. And Father, we thank you for this story of Bartimaeus and his extraordinary faith that teaches us so much. God, help us to be bold this morning. Help us to cast our cloaks aside to come and meet you face to face. We love you, Jesus, and we lift up all these things in your strong name. Amen.